something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware Welcome back to this week's episode of the Janesville Jamble. Inconsequential behavior amongst everyone in the Janesville Jamble. I'm Steve. I am Nick. Welcome back, everyone. So with not much going on in the world in general, including sports... I, I was really uh, disappointed to see I got a, a, a Facebook message from the team that I've been playing softball with at Dawson for the past few years saying that uh, pretty much, um, yeah, we're not going to start. Um, obviously, Major League Baseballs hasn't started, NHL, NBA on hiatus, but you know, we've been kind of talking about Back in the day in Janesville, and uh, you know, for me, Dawson Field means a lot, not only um, as a kid, but as uh, a young adult, and now even to the point where, you know, the over 35 league that I watched my dad in, I've well passed the over 35 league, and it, but yeah, Dawson Field still has a, a real soft spot in my heart. Yeah, and mine as well. Um, it seems like you think about growing up, you know, 20, 30, you know, years ago, whatever, that that place, I mean, it still does pretty good in terms of um, a lot of the teams that go out there. But, God, you know, in the 80s and 90s, that place was packed. I mean, you would drive by, and it, it, the lot was full of cars um, weeknights, it seemed. And, yeah, I mean, and every there would be, single it, night. And there'd be so many teams that would be playing that if you know that area down there across the street, there's that open field that's on the corner. I believe that's like that uh, northeast corner over there. Um, it's just Delta field. And Beloit. It's a field, kind yeah. of along the trail. And it was just packed with people, and there it was like the warm-up area. So mm-hmm. there would be teams that would be playing catch over there and just kind of getting ready because maybe they had a game coming up. So, And there was no other place to really warm up. Other than and if there was, they were they're full of people. And yeah. So it was just, um, and you know, your dad. I know you told me played on a bunch yeah, of yeah. My dad my played. Dad. Man, I my dad started playing ball at, over at uh, back of the yards. Played for Star Auto Parts. Yeah. Um, I actually have a picture somewhere of a Janesville Gazette photo of they won some. I don't know some, some tournament or some event. And I was the bat boy. I was in my diapers, and that was it. <laughs> You're probably too busy just sitting down with the diamond dry, and this was probably dirt back then, even. Just it was fill, dirt. filling your diaper with dirt, you know, or something. But the thing is, is you know, <laughs> again, we're talking about think the way things were. Granted, it you know, I, they changed for a reason. But I back remember when you could still be a bat boy and not get kicked out of the dugout. For yeah, I reasons. You didn't have to wear a helmet. You could literally. Uh, just, I know. Yeah. So at at back of the yards, I would wander into the bar, order something from the bar, either for me or for my dad. Buy, <laughs> buy some smokes. <laughs> buy some smokes. You could. And then you head back and they had a little playground outside the bar and then you'd watch baseball. And I don't know, maybe if I didn't have that stuff, I would have grown up to be a, a, a model citizen. I don't know. I'm definitely not. 
<laughs> I don't think that that hurt my upbringing by any means, but oh well. Softball is, it's still big, but it was just huge for the city mm-hmm. uh, years ago. And you'd like to see the, it kind of continue to grow and get back to where it was at. You know, I know in the past it's struggled in terms of trying to get a number of teams. And, you know, so it can be, you know, worth having. And, you know, one of the things that I know that the uh, city parks and rec board did was to allow alcohol because I know other, you know, in the dugouts and down there while you're playing games, because I know that, that other leagues in area communities like Milton, for example, would allow that. So mm-hmm. to try to compete with that, to try to get those numbers up. Um, but like you said, your dad, my dad um, <laughs> played leagues. I think they even played together on they a team. They did. They Jumbos, played. wasn't it? Star Auto Jumbles. Star it was Auto a Jumbos. combo team. Yep. Over the, the over 35 league. And your dad worked down at the plant. Ie GM General Motors third and shift. So did my dad, and we talked about this before that it, I've never really had this conversation with him, but it's just my own assumption is that maybe you can agree or not. But this was a way for them to kind of put work on that back burner and forget about it, and you know, um, go play a game of softball um, and just focus on something else other than work because. You know, my dad working out the plant, he actually worked in the power plant of all places down there. So he worked all three shifts sometimes in a week because mm-hmm. that place was always running. And yeah. the power plant, even though there was only two shifts, you know, sometimes he had to cover and he had to move around. So he was all over the place. So I think for him, that was really enjoyable for him to be down there and, and, and to watch him play, of course, being probably seven years old, six years old, the way I was in the dugout, just watching him play and running to the dugout, you know, at change of innings. And it just, you saw that enjoyment, you know, and uh, it, it's just, it's fun to reminisce on that. And I love the fact that um, I, I agree with you 100% um, on why they did what they did. Um, you know, there was a 6 o'clock game, 6.50, um, 7.40, what, 8.30, and then a 9.20 game. And I remember you know, Dad working third shift. I think it was 10.30 he had to be in work-ish. Mm-hmm. I don't know, somehow. But I always remember that, um, I don't know, he must have felt, understood it was important for me to be there because I always loved going and watching. Um, but there was always that that sense at a 9.20 game, that, man, we need to get this game started because he had to go to work, right? <laughs> but no matter what, um, I would always be down there for that 920 game. Sometimes I got to ride home with someone else, but um, typically he'd zip home, drop me off, and then because we were what, literally what a block and a half away, Dawson from from the plant, he'd take me home and then head back to work. So uh, yeah, just times that that I I'll never ever forget. The memories are clearly there and. You know, a lot of the emotion, obviously, with that. And really, and as I'm sitting here listening to you talk about the times of the game, and, you know, I, what's flashing through my mind are a lot of the senses that I still have. And I haven't, you know, I, and we'll get to this in a second about actually playing ourselves in those leagues. But, you know, to me, 
that area, Dawson Field, and you've got, you know, the lights on those late games, you know, mm-hmm. and it got cold. It mm-hmm. got really cold down there, or gets cold down there. Do we? Being closer, it does, damp. Yes. <laughs> and all the bugs, and you just look up at the lights at night, and all the bugs flying around, because mm-hmm. it was, like you said, it was cold, so it makes sense that the bugs were just nasty. Right. But, you know, and you had, it was just the diamond dry, you know, running the bases. You had that, it was just, off in the distance, you'd hear train occasionally. Well, actually, not that far off in the distance because right. with the General Motors and the Five Points and everything like that. But um, you know, it just so much that goes into it, other than just actual softball game sounds. You know, just the area sounds that to me are still vivid, and I can still see and hear, and you know, kind of feel that. Even as we talk, my knees hurt right now because I feel like I just slid in shorts. You know, and diamond dry, that is not fun to slide on that. No. And that you had some really nasty infections with ground in diamond dry dirt on my legs and so you have a little bit of skin laying I, somewhere in those diamonds. I, there's I there's DNA definitely <laughs> down there. Uh from scraped knees for sure. Um, oh yeah. All over there. And I I've got the scars to show you for sure. So when so I know my dad played, you know, I think close to in his his forties. Um you know, down in the uh, down at Dawson, I, I remember vividly. He played in it was a softball snowball classic, and he tore cartilage in his knee. It was at back of the yards, but anyway, that's a story for another time. But um, did, how long did you play down at Dawson? Assuming you played, yeah, uh, the first time I played on a team actually down there was our senior year that summer because you had to be eighteen. To play. Sure, you had to be eighteen. Uh, but were on, you eighteen? On paper, uh, barely. Okay. Uh, barely. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I looked probably sixteen, fifteen, but um, you know, I, I. It was we played for a friend of mine. Uh, his parents owned uh, some bars in town, and we played for one of the bars. And um, we, you know, we also kind of had an in with the, the one of the guys at MMPR mm-hmm. that had jerseys made up, so. Our jerseys were, um, the old Brewer kind of blue and yellow, and yeah, I think they were gray, though. Sure. Um, and pretty nice-looking jerseys for a bunch of high school kids, you know. <laughs> Usually they're cut-off shirts and nobody matches, but we actually looked like a pretty quality team, although we didn't sure. do that great that year. I mean, we won some games, we lost some games, but... Um, you know, I think so. That jersey, I still had my Janesville gym shorts that everybody had to wear. No, at Craig. You the know, black you had, and orange. You had the uniforms, and yes. if you grew up in Janesville, you know what I'm talking about. Um, that was kind of the cool thing to do was to wear your gym shorts when you weren't. I don't know why, but it was fashion. It wasn't so, cool for me, yeah, but all right. And there were, you know, my my sister in law. She still calls me occasionally Bam Bam because I would <laughs> again. I didn't think of this on my own i'm not smart enough to do that but somebody i saw wore them like this where they cut almost like little slits in them so like it almost looked mm-hmm. like a fred flintstone type of pretty much uh, and yes. uh when her and uh, my brother were dating uh they were in college and i think this might have been my freshman year in college and i still had them and i'd still wear them around the house occasionally she's like you look like bam bam and flintstones and so yeah, so that getting back to uh, so that started when I was eighteen, and um, we played uh, just one one night a week then, and then the next year we played two nights a week. Um, we played on Tuesdays and Thursday nights, and we had a different uh, team, even better jerseys. <laughs> I don't know, 
I don't know but how I could afford that working at Menards in the summertime. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, so played two nights a week. And then I think I stopped playing, um, like after college, I still played a little bit. It's probably been about maybe about almost 10 years now. I haven't played in 10 years. Wow. I, I was going to play a couple years ago, but, you know, it was just going to be kind of in a sub role. And I didn't want to do that. If I was going to play, I want to play Tuesday nights. And it was just, it was hard. For my schedule, yeah. So. I, so I've been doing that. So I, I started playing down at Dawson Sunday nights. Um, it was about halfway through the season, and I was working at Cinnabon on the James Old Mall. <laughs> Cinnabon, that's right. Wow, and I um, that name in a while. <laughs> and my assistant manager, um, her husband played for Doc and Hetty's. Well, what a so. I'll stop here. That pour was pretty large there. Uh, it was Jambalon, <laughs> and um. She's like, oh, we're gonna. Uh, Jeff's team is gonna forfeit if we we don't have you know, another player. Can you play tonight? And I said, well, I'm only 17 years old. She's like, nobody needs to know, and your name's not Steve. So I played as somebody else uh, for the Dakinetti team for uh, three or four games towards the end of the season, and I played um, down at Dawson every year. Uh, I was. I, let me rephrase this. I played every year, but I've been on a team since I was 18, actually 17, uh, down at, at Dawson. Last year I was on a team, but, you know, to your point, I was there as a sub. It's not and, the same. And, uh, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah and, and I went in knowing I was going to be a sub, so you want those players that are going to be playing all the time, you know, go ahead. You guys do what you need to do and play, but, yeah, um, yeah I played for... Oh gosh! I played for a couple of church leagues. Um, I played in, um, on the industrial league, so that yeah. was Thursday nights. Yep, that was one league we played in. Yep. And uh, played for Parker Penn as an intern, and then Gillette as an employee. And um, I, I played on a team. Dick Troon, who was our controller at Parker Penn at the time, or Gillette, uh, he was the pitcher, and we no hit the Janesville Gazette. I don't know if anybody in the history of softball would could even. That no hitting slow pitch softball that was quite a feat and uh, I'll never forget that actually was since it was against the Janesville Gazette um, they actually wrote about it so. <laughs> yeah I never liked playing the Gazette I'm just going to go on record and say that and it wasn't because they beat us every time or anything like that and they didn't um, there were just a few characters on their team that they had that were annoying and uh, I won't name names but uh, it's, uh, well, writers it, back then, it, they were, they were and it, it was, the personalities, they were huge. Oh God, it was just, it just, it was annoying. And uh, again, it was, it was, it, it was what it was, but um, yeah, I mean, that yeah, was, I think that was industrial league that we did play. Yep. And uh, um, then I played co-ed on Friday nights. Uh, then I played on Sunday nights. Sunday nights wasn't as fun to play, but uh, now I'm down to the point where I, I'm on the Facebook page, but I have no idea. My my goal was always to play till I was fifty, yeah. and uh, I'm getting closer to fifty. Not there yet, but um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Not because I don't feel like I can. I I, I suck honestly. I I just love to go play. <laughs> I just love to be there. I it's, mean, I don't care. It's the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere. And I, st- and I still play. Um, I don't play softball anymore. Um, I still play hockey and bar league hockey. Um, I've been playing hockey since I was probably five. I've been on skates since I was four. Um, you know, I played high school 
Um, and you know, so were you a Bluebird or I were was, you a specific team? No, I was. I was actually on the Bluebirds. Um, you know, when they was that relatively new or? Yeah, I think they combined schools um, two years before I got into into high school. Okay, so it was fairly newer. Uh, they've been around for a couple of years, but same coach and everything like that. Um, and in 94 was my sophomore year. It was, uh, it was kind of a big deal because we'd gotten to state uh, that year, and they hadn't gone to state since 1972. So it was kind of a big deal. And we got all the way to the semifinals uh, and lost to Madison Memorial. But, you know, getting back to playing hockey, so I still play bar league hockey for Charlie's Place, mm-hmm. which does have wonderful burgers, by the way. So and they are open still. They're they still, are uh, open. They are doing carrying out. Carrying out. Um, and the reason, like you said, I can completely agree with you on that because, you know, some guys that are out there, it's like the Stanley Cup to them when they're mm-hmm. playing. And I don't know if they're trying to live vicariously through their with high school or the, what they hoped they could have done. But I'm really, frankly, just out there to get a sweat, to get a good exercise in. I'm, I got to go to work tomorrow, so I'm not looking at getting hurt. I did tear my rotator cuff um, a couple of years Ouch. back. And kind of need that. Um, a little bit. And it... And it <laughs> And it it was that it wasn't in any it was just kind of a freak collision with a guy. He cut one way, I cut another way. It was like playing chicken in an airplane, and we just cut the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that happened, but it was again for me the reason why I play is a good sweat. And number two, I play because the the camaraderie and the atmosphere, and being part of that, and it's just a lot of good guys. And afterwards, gives you a reason to go get a beer, watch the late Sunday night football game at right. Charlie's. Um, granted, sometimes you got to work early, so it's an early night, but, um, I'm still doing that. And probably, you know, every year I keep saying, this is my last year. This is my last year. My wife can attest to that. It's true. She's in the back yelling. It's true. Our producers are in the back nodding nodding heads. And, you know, I I still go back every year because I think that's what, you know, just that atmosphere and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I enjoy it and it's good for me to play spiritually and physically and, yeah, I can see myself playing until I probably physically can't really do it anymore, and then I guess I'll just be golfing more. Yeah, I mean, which I, I don't do enough of. We've been talking about that too. I I gave up, so I play golf two to three times a week from basically the early nine eh, mid nineties till August of two thousand five, and then I didn't golf. I didn't pick up a club until about two or three years ago, and I've golfed a handful of times since then, and. I didn't realize how much I actually missed it. And as much as I enjoy playing softball and why I play softball, is, again, it's more camaraderie than anything. I suck, and I'm okay with that. Um, but it, I actually enjoy talking to the other team more than my team because I know these guys. You know, I want to get to know the other guys. I don't care about them. I care about the guys, but you know what I mean. Um, but then I picked up those clubs and headed out with a, a few guys that – actually pretty decent golfers and I realized how much I missed it you know and and it's just like oh just the smell and I'll you know, get back on it we we played Riverside and it's like man I haven't been on Riverside in so long and it just brought back so many memories well of, they're two different things so you got it's not a team so much per se it's an individual sport right like I guess in a way swimming or uh maybe cross-country or something like that. Yeah, it's a team, sort of, but you're kind of individually competing. So it's it's one of those things where, like, for me, golf is really more of closer to 
it's going to sound corny, but it's kind of more closer to a religion because it's almost like a meditation when I'm out there. So, mm-hmm. and I hate golf carts. I will be the first to say that I think golf carts should be completely banned from the golf course. Um, now, yes, I appreciate those golf carts when you're playing a course who's got uh, extremely high elevation with lots of right. long holes and when it's a hundred degrees, but in general, if I can walk it, I'll walk it and I'll push my cart bag or I'll, you know, throw my cart, my bag on my back. But, you know, to me, it's, you know, I read a book once that said that, uh, golf is a good walk spoiled <laughs> and, um, you know, just when I'm out there, a lot of times I'll just go out by myself because I can get 13 holes in after work walking. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a chance for me to think about some stuff, you know, to kind of decompress. Um, and, yeah, you're getting some sport in, too, which is always good. And you're just kind of playing yourself. You're playing against the last time you played that hole. Right. And, uh, like I said, it's kind of a reflection time. Mm-hmm. And it, it's different. But it's, like you said, it's got that same kind of ambiance to it. So I hear you talking a lot of, we've been talking about golf here quite a bit lately. I hear you talk a lot about Riverside, but I know you grew up on the east side of town and near Blackhawk Golf Course. Did you golf at Blackhawk or were you more of a Riverside and where do you golf today? Well, so the first time I went out golfing, I, I don't know about you, but I was probably, I mean, my first memories of. I mean, we've kind of moved on from softball to golf. We're jambling on, but it's what, what, it's this, about. Is what this show is all about, right? Um, I my first memories were grabbing a club that was my mom's golf club, an old actual wood wood. It didn't have wooden shafts, uh, but a, a wood wood, um, and it was uh, like a sea green color. And I it was called Country Club Lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! And it was either a three wood or a five wood. I think both actually. And I grabbed the shag bag, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a bunch of golf balls, and, you know, probably earlier that day I was writing T's on them, because my last name starts with T, you know, so you could track them, because back then you didn't have the nice yellow balls that said range ball, and you knew that rears, they were just old junk balls that you found. and Right. Uh, like, yeah, we literally lived in walking distance to Blackhawk Golf Course, actually up on the hill, for, if you know Lions Beach, which will be another segment in the summer. We'll it talk will about be. that in Rockport. Those houses up on top, Sheeran Street is where I grew up. So easily you could go down that hill and you're at the driving range. So I would walk down there, hit golf balls. Sometimes my brother would come with friends of mine. Um, and that was primarily what I did. Um, you know, my my, fam, my dad golfed. Um, I had other family members that did some choir clubs. My cousin works for TaylorMade today, currently. Gives me a hard time as much as he can. He lives in Arizona. Tells me sometimes when I'm asking him what I'm doing wrong, he says, I'm holding a club. And I don't really appreciate that, uh, Danny. Um, but no, uh, obviously he's joking, but, um, Noonan. Yeah, right. No, but I mean, so other than just the range, the first time I got on the course, I remember with my dad, um, and you know, he would go down to Blackhawk and I, my big thing, and like I'm going to do with the boys this summer, they have been out, they've been to the practice green with me a few times hitting, hitting balls, but never actually been on the course and we'll probably take a cart. <laughs> This time, because that's probably the right thing to do. It's a little easier with that and, and containing them. But um, my biggest memory memories of that was, you know, Black Hawk and wanting to climb in Spring Creek to try to. Oh, look, Dad! There's a golf ball in there. Mm-hmm. And he would let me. He had the he had the patience. He, he you know he wasn't that big of a rush. He let me go in there and get it. Maybe it was his ball. I don't know. <laughs> and he wanted it back, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, that was one of my earliest. And when I started playing, it was Cecilia's. I played a lot there because it was a little open, a little easier course to learn on when you're kind of actually getting in. And it's definitely Blackhawk. I went with my aunt um, and uh, my two cousins. And just a lot of Blackhawk, a lot of Cecilia's. Um, That's pretty much it. Um, and, you know, been playing ever since. Yeah. Now primarily is Riverside. I love Riverside. They're fabulous out there and ever since Kemper Sports took over um, if you remember you know 10 years ago maybe now maybe a little longer than that when it was it wasn't Kemper Sports handling it the courses just didn't seem as groomed as they are now so I think Kemper does a really good job uh, of course if you know Kemper or you know golf it's a big um, management group and they do really well um, Blackhawk as well I mean yeah. if you Remember hole number eight down at Blackhawk along the pasture land there. That my cousin Danny told me at one time. This is before Glen Aaron. It was before uh, Prairie Woods, and it was, but it was pretty much when you had the Country Club, you had Blackhawk Black and Riverside, and, and maybe Oak Ridge even, in Milton. But hole number eight at uh, Blackhawk was the most challenging hole in the area. Um, and now it's, you know, it's kind of a floodplain a little bit in some spots. Boy, yeah. And I know they're working on it, but... But I looked on that, even today, I, I went, I played uh, two years ago at Blackhawk. And I had that, so I, my, the first time that I ever golfed, um, as sixth, fifth, sixth grade, um, my neighbor Nick and I, same, you know, about the same age, um, we tied our, well, I tied my dad's uh, clubs to the back of my bike, a push cart and we rode down to Blackhawk and did my first round down there and um, somehow lost his seven iron which thank kind God, of an important club kind of an important club the but six not so much the seven yeah thankfully somebody found it and turned it in yeah. but it was not a good day the next day when the seven iron was missing but I remember um, I mean, we played down there because I golfed with Marshall, because Marshall, junior high back then, um, eighth and ninth grade, if you, uh, on the golf team. Did you have uh, hickory, wooden shafts? I, um, actually, my first woods were wooden You wore knickers, shafts. though. You wore knickers, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Wool suit? Wool suit, yes, with with the ta- the, the cap, yeah. Brilliant. It was, it was brilliant. And actually, when I rode, rode down on my bike, I actually had the big wheel on front and the little wheel in the back, so it's... It was one of those bikes. But, yeah, anyway, so it was 8th grade, ninth grade. You could go down every day after school if you were on the, the golf team and golf for free. So fast forward a couple of years ago, I was you know, on the on the uh, tee box at number 8, and all, I bet you I've golfed that course a thousand times. The sweat still came up. I'm like, damn it. Churchill's going to get another ball. It's going to land in the pasture. And you know what? It landed in the pasture. Yep. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough little course. Yeah. It's a fun little course though. But another, but another, again, along with Dawson, just kind of tying it in, you know, another city owned mm-hmm. recreational, um, entity, essentially, um, that's hurting right now because of everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, they're not open, as far as I understand. And, you know, I, I see on Facebook and Instagram a lot of jokes about it shows a group of people in line at a grocery store right now, and then it shows one guy with his golf bag on a fairway, and it says, 
you you know basically this is not social distancing and this is right. you can't which I understand it and I'm sure that you know those people that make these decisions are smarter than I am but there's reasons for it but gosh that'd be nice if they just open those up because you drive by there and you get that itch and you see the grass getting greener and greener every day and at least last week and not so much in the last few days but last week when it was so warm out oh Last Sunday would have been perfect. Tuesday would have been even and, better. You know, there were a few guys hitting some balls. Yeah, and, I saw them down at the shag and, um, You know, and probably not so much this weekend with the rain that they're talking about. But, um, okay, the courses are closed, but you can always go find a field and hit golf balls and mm-hmm. still have that that feeling. And Or you could go down to Riley's on the Green, another place. And um, Never I've, been. I've not been there either. I, I, I'm a little bit of a purist about the idea of hitting into a simulator because I've never felt that those are really accurate anyways. And it just, it's not the same. And I, like you said earlier with softball, like it's the experience, it's the atmosphere. And it is, like I said, for me, I'm, that's got its place. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing on that, but it's, it doesn't, it, to me personally, it's just me that it doesn't have the whole, it doesn't stimulate the senses as much. And clearly wouldn't want to try to because it's not the same thing obviously you're hitting it's a video game right really when i drive by kind of. yeah i know like oh, a tuesday in the winter time at night I drive by. it looks like there's and, leagues and going on and yeah it looks, I mean, again more of a social to me thing it's, to me it's almost like a dart league yeah in a sense for golf i mean again i'm not please don't take that as like i'm digging on it it's just um for me personally that's not something but you know and honestly i've never done it so i probably shouldn't say that but it's just uh you know i'm glad that they're doing well from my assignment, it seems that they're busy because that's good for downtown. And it's, it is good. And it's good to have another, right. um, you know, place here in town that people can uh, go to and find entertainment. All right. Well, the uh, producers are throwing golf balls at us. Throwing golf balls at us. I think that's our cue. The quiet please is um, starting to go up, and that means we need to uh, probably open up some more wine. Yeah, open more wine or end the jamble or a combination of both. So. Hey, uh, as we end the jamble, I'd just like to let the uh, four people that are listening know that we are now on iTunes, so our Apple Podcast, it's now referred to as. So if you uh, are an Apple Podcast listener, search the Janesville Jamble and subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. If you have a chance to um, do a um, review, Five star would be great, just so it's easier to find us. So, with that, this is our fourth episode of the Janesville Jamble. Jamble on. Jamble on, Steve. Take care of yourselves and each other. Jamble out.